Hi everyone, thank you for choosing to listen to this episode. Before I start, I have a request to make. If you find some of the reflections and interviews in this podcast helpful, I invite you to share the link of the podcast with your family, friends, and colleagues, or your students or classmates, whoever you think will also find them helpful. It would mean so much to me to see this little project, which I started last year, and our small community grow. I'm also planning some events for us in the future, so I hope to reach out to as many interested people as possible. Thank you so much for supporting the Scholars Unbound community. Scholars Unbound is a bi-monthly podcast or video series that showcases the voices of scholars who know no boundaries when it comes to the pursuit of knowledge. You will hear insights from their experiences as international scholars and how these influence their research, hoping to inspire future scholars to be fearless, global, and unbound. I'm your host, Dalia Simangan. In this episode, I want to share some reflections based on my experiences of rejections. I decided to reflect on this after my conversation with Irene Hiraswari Gayatri in the previous episode, in which she talked about coping with difficult emotions, especially during this pandemic. Rejections can be emotional. I cannot count how many times I got rejected in academia, from PhD applications, job applications, submissions to journals, and grant applications. And it's easy to bet that most of us have experienced rejections, and that's quite comforting to know. Even people we admire, renowned scholars, people we think sailed through, also got rejections or criticisms of their work. Even Einstein's work on the non-existence of gravitational waves got negative reviews from an anonymous reviewer. According to Physics Today, the critique was valid, but Einstein reacted with anger instead of engaging with the review, as the editor encouraged. Many of us sympathize with this feeling or have felt the same way, and it's quite understandable to feel angry or hurt whenever our work is criticized or given negative feedback. Who likes rejections anyway? Needless to say, criticisms, negative feedback, rejections, these are normal and quite common everywhere, including in academia. So what do we do when we are confronted with rejections? Here are some things I do personally whenever my work gets rejected. And as I always say, this is not meant to preach to you what you should do, but to share some things that maybe would resonate with you that you can take in in your own academic journey. The first thing I do is probably the most simple to say, but the most difficult to do, and that is the change in mindset. To really accept that rejections are normal. Nowadays, especially on Twitter, I read a lot of posts about people's experiences of being rejected, aiming to normalize rejection. They share how many grad schools didn't accept them, how many jobs they didn't get, and so on. And like I mentioned earlier, some of these posts are from people who I look up to, my academic heroes. So the shift in mindset is really about accepting the reality that rejection is part of my journey. I look at rejections or criticisms as criticisms of my work, not of myself. Because my work changes, it evolves, and it improves. I really try not to take rejections or criticisms personally. It's not a judgment of myself as a scholar, but a judgment of a work that needs improvement. Because really, nothing is perfect. Also, receiving rejections to me means that I am maximizing the many possibilities out there. 
that I'm still playing this so-called game and that I'm taking calculated risks, that I'm putting my work out there and sharing it with the world. The second thing I do is I take a moment to literally step back from the news of rejection. Whenever I receive an email that my article got rejected or my grant proposal didn't get funding, I get off my desk, take a walk, maybe grab a cup of coffee or some drinks, and of course, call someone to just confide and verbalize how I'm feeling. It's important for me that I express my sadness or disappointment, sometimes anger, but I try not to dwell on those feelings. I even just call it a day when I don't have anything urgent to do. By doing so, not only am I letting my feelings out, but I'm also giving myself time and space to think how to respond so that my response would be well thought out instead of impulsive. Because I learned that sending an angry letter will only hurt me, or at best, it's just a futile response. And speaking of submissions to journals, I have an upcoming episode about my process for revising a journal article, so please stay tuned for that if that is something you think would be helpful. The third thing I do, which is also something that I learned from countless rejections after I started submitting grant proposals and failing repeatedly to get funding, and that is to count how many times I tried instead of how many times I didn't get funding. I count each grant application a win because it really is a win. A grant application, as many of us know, is a product of hours and days of research and meetings. So I mark in my calendar, for example, whenever I submit an application. In other words, I count the opportunities I took instead of the opportunities I didn't get. Because the opportunities I didn't get are not a waste of time and effort. That brings me to my fourth step, and that is to improve my rejected work. And that's why the fourth thing I do is to make sure that I save and label every work related to an application. And when the next opportunity comes, I can draw on those works and use them and refine them and apply the constructive critiques I receive to improve them. For example, I didn't shelve the first grant proposal I submitted and got rejected. For two years, I actually continued refining the project proposal. I asked my colleagues to read it and give me their suggestions for improving it. And finally, last April, my proposal got accepted. So in the end, it wasn't really a waste of time and effort, but rather it was a process of refining. Failures are lessons. I know this sounds cliche, but it really is. And speaking of failures, another important step in my process of dealing with rejections is that I really try to think that I failed at something instead of I am a failure. There's a huge difference between them, and I learned this from the professors in podcast. I remember the first time I didn't get a PhD scholarship. All I was thinking of was maybe I wasn't cut off for a PhD, that I wasn't good enough to do a PhD, that I am a failure. But failing at something doesn't mean I'm a total failure. It just means failing at something, at one thing or two, and that at the third or fourth time, maybe I won't fail. I also have to remind myself that in this culture of scarcity in academia, Receiving rejections doesn't mean I'm not good enough, but simply because there's not enough support for good work. So these are the five things I do or think whenever I have to deal with rejections. 
I hope that by sharing this makes you feel less dispirited or alone in this process. And to recap, first, I accept that rejections are normal and frequent and it happens to almost everyone, including me. Second, I take time and space to contemplate on how to respond or deal with a rejection. I acknowledge the negative feelings, but I don't let those stop me from exploring possibilities. Third, I don't count rejections. Instead, I count the times I took on the opportunities because the time and effort I spent on them, on preparing grand proposals or job applications or writing articles, are themselves achievements. Fourth, I improve my rejected work using the critiques I received. In this case, it eases my feelings that the time and effort I put on something that eventually got rejected has gone to waste. Finally, I make sure that I tell myself that I am not a failure, despite some of my work being rejected at some points in time. Rejections are not the end, they are part of the process. What's important is not the number of rejections, but what I do with them. By thinking this, I believe that I could rise above rejections, rejections of some aspects of my work, but not of me, as a person and as a scholar. Thank you for listening to this episode. Please consider leaving a comment or rating at iTunes or any of your preferred podcast hosting platforms. For details about upcoming episodes and how to support the Scholars Unbound project, visit daliasimangan.com slash scholarsunbound with the link in our show notes.